Is America guilty of Baal worship? Is America guilty of idolatry? Have you seen the videos on the Baal bull at the Commonwealth Games opening ceremony? This happened back in August, I believe, and it was in Birmingham, uh, England. Will America follow suit? Well, I believe the answer to that is a resounding yes. You can see it in Detroit. You can see it in California. You can see it in New York. You can see it across the country in places. Well, we're going to take a look at what the Bible has to say about idol worship and see if we match what the Bible says that we're going to do. Now, keep in mind, this Bible is Israel's Bible. It's not the Bible of the United States, but it is the Founding Fathers Bible. In fact, some of the Jews that came out of the persecution in Germany landed in Florida and in other parts of the country, particularly New York. Some of them were my own ancestors. So I understand. But I'm not real sure about it, but that's what I understand. But anyway, Jeremiah 10 and 11. Let's read it and see if the type of things that Israel had done match what happens here in the United States. Hear the word that the Lord speaks to you, O Israel, or O USA. This is what the Lord says. It doesn't say O USA, by the way, in the Bible. Do not act like the other nations. That's just what we're doing. Who try to read their future in the stars. Do not be afraid of their predictions, even though other nations are terrified by them. Their ways are futile and foolish. They cut down a tree and a craftsman carves it into an idol, say an Asherah pole. They decorate it with gold and silver. They fasten it securely with hammer and nails. Now, why would they decorate it with gold and silver? To add preciousness or value to this dumb idol. They fasten it securely with hammer and nails so it won't fall over. Their gods are like helpless scarecrows in a cucumber field. They cannot speak. They need to be carried because they cannot even walk. Do not be afraid of such gods, a little g, a god, of course, for they can neither harm you nor do you any good. In my estimation, these wooden idols are firewood. Do you worship fuel? Not me. 
We'll read more about that in a minute. Lord, there is no one like you. You are great, and your name is full of power. Who would not fear you, O King of Nations? That title belongs to you alone. Among all the wise people of the earth and in all the kingdoms of the world, there is no one like you. People who worship idols are stupid and foolish. In other words, psychopaths. The things they worship are made of wood. <laughs> firewood. Hello. We worship firewood or fuel. Well, sometimes I wonder. They bring beaten sheets of silver from Tarshish and gold from Upez. And they give these materials to the skillful craftsmen who make their idols. Then they dress these so-called gods in royal blue and purple robes, again adding or trying to add value made by expert tailors. But the Lord is the only true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. The whole earth trembles at his anger. The nations cannot stand up to his wrath. Verse 11, chapter 10, Jeremiah. Say this to those who worship other gods. Your so-called gods, who did not make the heavens and the earth, will vanish from the earth and from under the heaven. But God made this earth by his power, and he preserves it by his wisdom. With his own understanding, he stretched out the heavens. When he speaks in the thunder, the heavens roar with rain. He causes the clouds to rise over the earth. He sends the lightning with the rain and releases the wind from his own storehouses. The whole human race is foolish and has no knowledge. The craftsmen are disgraced by the idols they make, for their carefully shaped works are a fraud. Do you worship a fraud? I trust not. These idols have no breath or power. Idols are worthless. They are ridiculous lies. On the day of reckoning, they will all be destroyed. But the God of Israel is no idol. He is the creator of everything that exists, including Israel, his own special possession. The Lord of heaven's armies is his name. Pack your bags and prepare to leave. A bug out bag, if you will. The siege is about to begin. For this is what the Lord says. Suddenly I will fling out all you who live in this land. I will pour great troubles upon you, and at last you will feel my anger. You don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want it for anybody. Because it's deadly, serious stuff. My wound is severe, verse 19. And my grief is great, 
My sickness is incurable, but I must bear it. My home is gone, and no one is left to help me rebuild it. And my children have been taken away, and I will never see them again. How sad, how pathetic. Do we want that? The shepherds of my people have lost their senses. They no longer seek wisdom from the Lord. Therefore, they fail completely, and their flocks are scattered. That sounds a lot like what we see in churches today across the land. Listen, hear the terrifying roar of great armies as they roll down from the north. The towns of Judah will be destroyed and become a haunt for jackals. Jeremiah's prayer is the subtitle for this next couple of verses, or few verses. I know the Lord, I know, Lord, that our lives are not our own. We are not able to plan our course. So correct me, Lord, but please be gentle. Do not correct me in anger, for I would die. Pour out your wrath on the nations that refuse to acknowledge you, like the United States right now. Oh, I wish it weren't so. For they have devoured your people Israel, and they have devoured and consumed them, making the land a desolate wilderness. And that's the end of chapter 10 of Jeremiah, chapter 11, verse 1. The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, Remind the people of Judah and Jerusalem about the terms of my covenant with them. Say to them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Cursed is anyone who does not obey the terms of my covenant. For I said to your ancestors when I brought them out of the iron-smelting furnace of Egypt, quote, If you obey me and do whatever I command you, then you will be my people and I will be your God. That's an agreement. I said this so I could keep my promise to your ancestors to give you a land flowing with milk and honey, the land you live in today. Then I replied, Amen, Lord, which means so be it. May it be so. Unquote. Then the Lord said, Broadcast this message in the streets of Jerusalem. Go from town to town throughout the land and say, Remember the ancient covenant and do everything it requires. For I solemnly warned your ancestors when I brought them out of Egypt, Obey me. That sounds pretty simple. Just obey me. I have repeated this warning over and over to this day. But your ancestors did not listen or even pay attention. How pathetic. Instead, they stubbornly followed their own evil desires. And because they refused to obey, I brought them all the curses described in this covenant. Again, the Lord spoke to me and said, 
I have discovered a conspiracy against me among the people of Judah and Jerusalem. They have returned to their sins, the sins of their forefathers. They have refused to listen to me and are worshiping other gods. Israel and Judah have both broken the covenant I made with their ancestors. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I am going to bring calamity upon them, and they will not escape. Though they beg for mercy, I will not listen to their cries. Then the people of Judah and Jerusalem will pray to their idols and burn incense before them. But the idols will not save them when disaster strikes. Look now, people of Judah, you have as many gods, little g, as you have towns. You have as many altars of shame, altars for burning incense to your god Baal, B-A-A-L, as there are streets in Jerusalem. Pray no more for these people, Jeremiah. Do not weep or pray for them. For I will not listen to them when they cry out to me in distress. What right do my beloved people have to come to my temple when they have done so many immoral things? Can you think of anything going on in America that's immoral? Can their vows and sacrifices prevent their destruction? They actually rejoice in doing evil. Have you ever seen people do that? I have. I, the Lord, once called them a thriving olive tree, beautiful to see and full of good fruit. But now I have sent the fury of their enemies to burn them with fire, leaving them charred and broken. I, the Lord of heaven's armies, who planted this olive tree, have ordered it destroyed. For the people of Israel and Judah have done evil, arousing my anger by burning incense to Baal. Let me just interject something right here. Baal can be in the form of anything that takes the place of the one and only true God. It's a an idol. Verse 18. Then the Lord told me about the plots of... Um, my enemies were making against me. I was like a lamb being led to the slaughter. I had no idea what they were planning, planning to kill me. That's what was going on. Let's destroy this man and all his words, they said. Let's cut him down so his name will be forgotten forever. O Lord of heaven's armies, you make righteous judgments and you examine the deepest thoughts and secrets. Let me see your vengeance against them, for I have committed my cause to you. Verse 21, Jeremiah 11. This is what the Lord says about the men of Anathoth who wanted me dead. I believe he's talking about Jeremiah himself. They wanted him dead. We will kill you if you do not stop prophesying in the Lord's name. They wanted to get rid of God and get him out of their schools, out of their government, out of the public eye. Shame on them. That's what we're doing in America, unfortunately. 
Repent. That's what we all need to do. Verse 22. So this is what the Lord of heaven's armies says about them. I will punish them. Their young men will die in battle and their boys and girls will starve to death. Oh boy. That's not good. Not one of these plotters from Anathoth will survive. And that could be any town USA. For I will bring disaster upon them when their time of punishment comes. Unquote. God hates idol worship and worshiping anything except him. Why? because it's not good for people to believe in lies. And God is no liar, and he's not a lie. And what he says is not a lie. Let's flip back to um, Isaiah chapter 24 for a minute and see if there's any difference back there. This time it's ubiquitous. It's like he's covering the entire earth. Let's listen. Chapter 24, Isaiah Look, the Lord is about to destroy the earth and make it a vast wasteland. He devastates the surface of the earth. It doesn't mean the earth's going to go anywhere. In other words, it's not going to disappear completely and be gone forever. No, he wouldn't have any place to return to if that happened. And he scatters the people, priests and lay people, Servants and masters, maids and mistresses, buyers and sellers, lenders and borrowers, bankers and debtors, none will be spared. None. The earth will be completely emptied and looted. The Lord has spoken. The earth mourns and dries up. The crops waste away and wither. Even the greatest people on earth, the elite, if you will, waste away. The earth suffers. Why? For the sins of its people. For they have twisted God's instructions, violated his laws, and broken his everlasting covenant, the agreement, I'll be yours and you'll be mine. That's a marriage covenant, a marriage between God and men and women. Therefore, a curse consumes the earth. Its people must pay the price for their sins. Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death. Not eternal life in the flames of hell, by the way. They are destroyed by fire, and only a few are left. The grapevines waste away. And there is no new wine. All the merrymakers sigh and mourn. The cheerful sound of tambourines is stilled. The happy cries of celebration are heard no more. The melodious chords of a guitar, let's say, or harp, are silent. Gone are the joys of wine and song. Alcoholic drink turns bitter in the mouth. The city writhes in chaos. Speaking of which, do you realize what happened last night in Seoul, South Korea? They were having a Halloween celebration, which, in my view, 
is nothing more than worshiping Baal. It's an idol, and that idol happens to be Satan. That's Satan's holiday, and they got trampled. They were crowded into a narrow passageway between sets of buildings in downtown Seoul, where they normally party, but there were too many of them. There were thousands of them, and they stampeded and trampled over each other and killed 151 of them at last record. 151 people, most of them in their early 20s or teens, are now dead. That's tragic, to say the least. God help us. We need you so much. The city writhes in chaos. Every home is locked to keep out intruders. Mobs gather in the streets, crying out for wine. Joy has turned to gloom. Gladness has been banished from the land. The city is left in ruins. Its gates are battered down. Throughout the earth, the story is the same. Only a remnant, a small remnant is left, like the stray olives left on a tree after harvest, or the few grapes left on the vine after harvest. But all who are left shout for joy and sing. Those in the West, i.e. the United States, that's interesting, those in the West praise the Lord's majesty. Repent, America, please. Get back to that. Praise the Lord's majesty. Know him by studying his word and praying to him alone. In the eastern lands, give glory to the Lord in the lands beyond the sea. Praise the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. We hear songs of praise from the ends of the earth, songs that give glory to the righteous one. But my heart is heavy with grief. Weep for me, for I wither away. Deceit still prevails, and treachery, which is deceit, is everywhere. Terror and traps and snares will be your lot, O people of the earth. Those who flee in terror will fall into a trap, and those who escape the trap will be caught in a snare. Destruction falls like rain from the heavens. The foundations of the earth shake. You know, that would get your attention, wouldn't it? (laughs) Let's say that went on for a month. Could you live through that? A a mild earthquake for a whole month? I don't think there's very many people alive that would stay alive in that. The earth is broken up. It is utterly collapsed. It is violently shaken. The earth staggers like a drunk and trembles like a tent in a storm. It falls and will not rise again, at least the same way like it used to be, for the guilt of its rebellion is very heavy. In that day, the Lord will punish the little g-gods of the heavens and the proud rulers of the nations on earth. They will be rounded up and put in prison. They will be shut up in prison and will finally be punished. The glory of the moon will wane The brightness of the sun will fade, for the Lord of heaven's armies will rule on Mount Zion. He will rule in great glory in Jerusalem. 
in the sight of all the leaders of his people. And that's the end of chapter 24 of Isaiah. Now, does that match Matthew 24? Jesus told them, Don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many people, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars. But don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. Verse 9 says, Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers, and many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. I want to stop there and drop all the way down to verse 21. For there will be greater anguish than at any time since the world began, and it will never be so great again. In fact, Unless that time of calamity is shortened, not a single person will survive. Well, what's he talking about here? World War III, that's all it can be. Then if you drop down to um, verse 27, For as the lightning flashes in the east and shines to the west, so it will be when the Son of Man comes. That's his sign that he is coming. Why would he stand out? because he will be the only thing seen. All the rest will be a black background. What? Yes. Well, let's drop down to 29. Immediately after the anguish of those days, the sun will be darkened. That's why he stands out like a beacon. The moon will give no light. The stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Ask your pastor what that verse means. I'm here to say that if you understand that, you will find it very much easier to understand every other prophecy in the entire Bible. Over one-third of it is prophecy. Now let's flip back to chapter 9, Revelation. Then the fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw a star that had fallen to the earth from the sky, and he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. When he opened it, smoke poured out as though from a huge furnace, and the sunlight in the air turned dark from the smoke. What kind of smoke? What's burning? Wood? No. Oil. For proof of that, we'll just flip right back to chapter 34 of Isaiah, which will tell us. And if you go to... Uh, 34.9, the streams of Edom, that's in the Middle East, that's Saudi Arabia in that area, will be filled with burning pitch. The ground will be covered with fire. And there you go. That's your answer. Further proof can be found in Genesis chapter 14, verse 10. As it happened, comma, the valley of the Dead Sea was filled with tar pits. The Valley of the Dead Sea. Now, where's that? I'm going to say that's Iraq. And as the army of the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, they fell into these tar pits. The Valley of the Dead Sea was filled with tar pits. Now, what's tar pits? Tar pits is asphalt. If that asphalt is set on fire with a nuclear blast, 
everybody on earth will feel it. So we better be preparing ourselves for the worst. It's like being on the Titanic and you know that ship is going down. And that's what's going to happen to the earth, according to the Bible, according to my understanding of it, that is. Now, I know you're going to easily find people that will disagree and laugh me off like I'm a kook, but I don't care. It's serious business, and we better take his word literally because he knows what he's talking about. He's God. I'm not God. Could I be wrong? I doubt it, but maybe. I'm only human. You can go to my website, itellwhy.com, and you can read more. Read my books. They're free. There's no charge for anything on the whole website, itellwhy.com. So until next time, I'm Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. Thank you for tuning in today.